0: This episode of Brew Bloods is brought to you by Pint Hub. Get your first beer on the house every single day. Download the app and use the promo code Brewbloods to get your first month for $1. You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network.
1: Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods.
0: episode 132 of Brew Bloods. we are back in our old studios Dust. <laughs> i finally allowed reds were about to move out of this building yes yeah. the skyscraper uh, i finally allowed dustin back in the studio
1: now that all the valuables are gone and his wife's not here now he lets me back yes. here i mean he's allowed to fraternize with my dogs <laughs> but not with my wife
0: yes but he will not be allowed in the new skyscraper that we're building new, of course yeah. the new Brew Bloods tower he will not be allowed in
1: it's funny that you label it that yet. We're not allowed to actually recro- record any brew Bloods in it. No, no. It's, it's just a,
0: because you're there. The skyscraper is just one giant room. It's 50 stories tall, and, and it's like 50 rooms wide. So, And you do kind of associate the show just with you anyway. Yeah, so it is. It, it is, is also that. It is really a Mark Hudson brand. Yeah, exactly. We should just rename the show At The Mark.
1: <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's our main Twitter account anyway. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, that's enough about me and how yeah. glorious I am. Let's talk about some uh, brews in the news. I think we're the only ones that dare to report on this, uh, let's call it a kerfuffle uh, that happened it's, out of the... It's a
1: ruckus for sure. It's a, Yeah,
0: it, something that happened out of the uh, Arrogant Bastard stone brewing account. So Arrogant Bastard, which they spun off into its own... Brand, I guess, it was, it was two years ago now? Yeah, they're not officially directly under Stone, right? Or are they still I, owned by Stone? They're still owned by Stone. They are, I think okay. they're, they're their just own their company. Own thing. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of their own bit now. Gotcha. But Stone still owns them, and Greg Cook is still, uh, still lords over them, but they have their own Twitter account. Right. And some genius over there, this was back on the 28th, decided to post this on their Twitter account. Says, my technique that will help wash away the ordinariness of your day, or for rare few, cap off a day's significance. Point one, put me in your mouth. Point two, make an mmm sound. Point three, swallow. Point four, express appreciation and ask permission to do it again. Now, so far, I mean, other than being a sexual double entendre, I don't see a lot wrong with that, right? I mean, if if you can handle sexual jokes or not. I mean, grow up, right?
1: Yeah, and it, you know, also I kind of thought maybe if you just end at swallow and then said to do kind of a repeat there or something, I think yeah. that I think that would have been fine. I don't think that would have been any big deal really.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's the last point that really got them in trouble. So after ex- express appreciation and ask permission to do it again, this person added to the end of the tweet, Hint, only wussies do the quote, ask permission
1: part. Yeah, and to me. I know you said all the way through everything until the last line was okay. I think the last two lines probably could be dropped. Yeah, because even the express appreciation and ask permission to do it again seems a little like making somebody subservient or whatever. And right. if you do that in your sexual play, that's your own business. But the broader culture and the and the way things are at this point and should have probably always been. Um, I don't know. I th- I just think the first three and then uh, you know maybe like a repeat or something. I. That's fine. That's just a silly joke. Whatever. It's a little dirty, but whatever. Yeah, that, that, that's not a big
0: deal. Um, but the, but we're in the middle of this, you yeah. know, post, you know Weinstein Whale era yeah. of masturbating into potted plants and, uh, you know, illicit showers. Lots of showering well, done in these scandals. Walking
1: around naked for no particular walking reason. Walking around, yeah, just suddenly de- disrobing. <laughs> Uh, you know, masturbating while you have a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, which that's a regular
0: part of my sexual play, but that's <laughs> consenting between me
1: and my wife. Right. You don't do that in front of people that don't ask. Yeah. For
0: it. Yeah. I ask. Except it. for yeah, you do that to me on occasion. Yes. Um, but yes. Yeah, so other than that, much like Louis C.K., I ask before I masturbate in my shrimp cocktail. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that, yeah the last two lines are the problematic part, and I can't believe that anybody running a Social media account anywhere, or you know, just most most humans that are under the age of maybe sixty that just don't give a damn anymore. Yeah, um, you don't understand that what tone you're setting there. I mean, and, and if you did understand, I mean, you probably understood what tone you're setting there, but didn't understand how inappropriate that is yeah. to put out
0: there, even if your name is arrogant bastard. Like, yeah, there there's a line here, and I don't see how like in, in the tweets that followed. After this account was getting called out, it seemed like the person that wrote this tweet, and that person has never been revealed, didn't seem to really understand it at first. So the tweet yeah. that followed was, after they got called out and they took down this tweet, um, said, Got it, folks. I can acknowledge a bad move and see that it was read far from intention. I get it. I'm on the opposite spectrum from the unintended read. You have my support. Gone. So you yeah. didn't, you don't... It's like he's blaming the reader for, for not make,
1: for not understanding for not understanding
0: the joke, right. and it's your fault for taking it the other way. That was not the intent. Right. So then it, the person follows it up again with another tweet, and these have not these later tweets have not been taken down. Of course, I'm seriously gutted that my intended reference to a beer was linked to a much wider and problematic issue in our society. Again, I get it and appreciate folks pointing out my head was in my ass. It's out now, and I don't plan on putting it back. So again, it's your uh, fault for taking it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at least he said I get it and appreciate folks pointing it out. It, it's a little better than the first one,
0: yes, for sure. So yes, even I think even the dogs clearly agree with you.
1: <laughs> Here's <laughs> yes. your point.
0: I'm sorry. What were you saying before we got rudely interrupted by my stupid dogs?
1: <laughs> well, I was saying the second one definitely has a better tone to it. Yeah, um, and I understand why they didn't take that one down because I think he is he he is saying that he appreciates the fact that people are pointing it out, opposed to the yeah. first one where it was confrontational. That. You know why didn't you understand what I was saying? So it it got progressively better, and then the last one's even better than that.
0: Yeah. So some guy that he quote tweeted said, "Sean," his name was Sean Behan, said, "That's not an apology. You're saying people misread your tweet, not that you effed up by posting and defending that tweet. Try again." So in their text, uh, quoting that tweet, Erica Bastard said, "No, you're right. I effed up. No other way about it. I'm as red as it gets. I couldn't possibly be more, be more sincere about that." So yes, finally, finally, the guy seeds his ground, right? Um, and the the account like they other tweets kept getting posted throughout the day and it was like where the hell is stone in all this yeah and cuz they kind of ran silent for most of the rest of that day and i think it was the next day greg uh, cook finally cook cock coke whatever his name is right. as we uh <laughs> illuminated a few weeks ago um he they released a statement um they didn't reveal who the employee was uh that that put out the tweet but they said essentially that they said, "Quote the poorly phrased nature of our tweet does not represent anything even remotely acceptable in the past, present, or future of our business or society as a whole." We apologize for our poor judgment that enabled the tweet to come off as mocking a subject with very real and serious implications. They said, "Just say misogyny and sexual violence has no place in our society." They're putting a female in front of, in charge of the account now for right. Who knows? Effective immediately, for however long, and they don't say what happened to the employee. I. I don't know, I mean, should the person be fired? I don't know, I mean they probably they need yeah. to be pulled away from the public relations desk. That's for sure,
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't need to be handled in social media for sure. Uh, I think the times were a little quick to fire people for things, you know I a, agree. A, a reprimand is definitely you know due, and ch- transitioning somewhere else yes. is definitely due.
0: Maybe the guy needs to go to the canning line for a few weeks
1: yeah do yeah do something else and don't don't be posting that if you're too oblivious to understand what happened there, but yeah, I mean that's a good move. Uh, it's never a good move to dig in no it's, it's not key, you know no it's not a good move to dig in for sure um you know i and putting a female in charge there's that's a good move in this situation i understand that for sure sometimes it seems a little it may sound a little shallow just kind of like the local scandal we had around here with the mavericks they intentionally you know pointed put a c a female ceo in charge mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's a bad move but it also seems like well that's the thing you do now if you have a you have a mess up around this movement. Uh, I'm glad that they did it, but ho- hopefully it's a sincere move. It's not just a look look at us and how well we're covering for it. I, I don't know. I,
0: I think it's I think it's sincere just based yeah. on their past and how they've you know reacted to other things. Sure. I. I don't think there's anything insincere about Stones and specifically Greg's reaction, just based on what I've seen him, how I've seen him do other things, how I've seen him conduct business in the past. That's why I was so shocked when this first came out. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like <laughs> I've never I would never expect that. I would expect that out of um, you know, Flying Dog maybe or right. somebody else that's been in trouble for other misogynistic type. Beer things, you know.
1: Yeah, and I agree. You're, pro- I mean, you're probably right. Given their history, it probably is sincere. Yeah, and so that's good.
0: I mean, that's it's a good move. Yeah. Anyways, we're the only ones that dared report on that story. So yeah, nobody else
1: has talked about we it. We
0: are your beer news leaders. <laughs> Trump, our our faithful leader, right? Uh, president Trump decided he's, he's, he's
1: definitely president.
0: He's definitely president. Yes, he's definitely legally our leader. Yes. And. He decided last week that he was going to, he had, he'd been play, uh, playing with the idea of putting out tariffs for a while for imports, imported materials, um, to, you know, supposedly... Bring back the steel industry, supposedly. Bring back supposedly. The steel industry, and uh, you know, bring back beautiful, clean coal, and, of, uh, you know, other things. So he decided... A lot he of other economic
1: issues around that whole idea, but yeah. that's for the economic podcast.
0: So I think to probably get uh, the press off of all the other recent crap, like uh, Hope Hicks, Suddenly quitting and uh, all the stuff with old Kush boy, uh, (laughs) you know, all his shady dealings. He announced these new tariffs on um, imported aluminum and steel. And what are two primary metals used in the beer industry? Aluminum and steel. Right. Uh, aluminum, as I'm sure everybody knows, goes into your cans. No way. And uh, it makes a majority That's of the That's revolutionary, can, man. I, I have no idea. Outside of beer, it is the primary component of a beer can. <laughs> and uh, they will be getting aluminum imports will be getting a 10% tax, and imported steel, which is used in brewing equipment, Right, um, it will get a 25% tax at the very least. The goal is to incentivize domestic companies to buy domestic metals rather than buying them from as Trump loves to point out, China. Right. But the funny thing is, the primary person that it's going to hurt is Canada. Right. One of our primary allies, because they are the leader of steel and aluminum exports, um, from what I was reading in the Washington
1: Compost. And they're probably going to counter with their own tariffs. So
0: yes. And, know. well, that's the other thing, is the right behind Canada comes Russia. Old Russia. Sure. Uh, old Trumpy Trump's best friend. And behind them, the UAE. Right. And then... Then finally, at the very end of that is China, right so yes, and now it's going to start a trade war on top of that, so they've already announced uh, some other countries have announced they will then uh, be putting taxes on bourbon Kentucky bourbon on automobiles Levi's, yeah. automobiles Levi's specifically targeting Wisconsin right I believe it I believe that's where Levi's are made and uh, specifically targeting Paul Ryan, I should say they're specifically targeting uh,
1: certain things to try to hurt the United States, and I think it's only going to get worse. Well, I guess we'll also see if these all get enacted. I, uh, I will say I'm uh, a government idiot to the extent that I'm not 100 percent sure if this is a executive order he can do or if this is something that has to go through Congress. If it has to go through Congress, it hopefully doesn't actually pass. But right. we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: I can appreciate that. You know, I, I want our you know beautiful metal workers here in the United States to have careers. I want that for them. Tremendous metal workers. And I want our companies to buy domestic metal to prop up those industries. But I also acknowledge the fact the the real world. Yes. The fact that we can get the metals cheaper everywhere else keeps inflation from growing here. You know, in a number of ways, I I, I understand that, so I understand why I buy the metal, metal cheaper. But
1: in the percentage of people employed in making direct steel opposed to steel-oriented businesses, is yes. so insanely out of whack. It's it's not that many people actually in the actual direct steel-making business, yeah. Relatively speaking,
0: so this is of course going to increase the costs on all those goods because the all those those rising costs will get passed on to the consumer. And it's not like it's just oh, just ten percent on a pound of aluminum, right? Which from what I was reading, um, one pound of aluminum makes about 30 cans and it's not like it's, you know, uh, you're getting, yeah, I think it's roughly a, a dollar per pound of aluminum. So it's not like it's just going to be just a 10% yeah. or 10 cent tax to get passed on per can of beer. It's going to be compounded throughout the chain yeah. because they're going to pass that on to wholesalers and distributors. And on top of that, as we said, steel brewing equipment, if they want to expand their brewery, they're probably going to hold off now if there's a 30%, 25 <laughs> yeah. to 30% tax on new brewing equipment. Yeah, I mean that's going to affect a lot. And if they do expand, well, then they're going to pass it on to the consumer.
1: And I'm sure whoever makes the brewing equipment that has to pay that extra for steel is just going to obviously I'll pass it on to the pass to their the price. And, yeah, 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 of course. So yeah, I also wonder if this is going to have any effect on people switching to canning and maybe people stay more with glass bottles. It might. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, it might entirely force burrs to stay with bottles. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, which you know, canning like moving towards canning has been a big trend in the past
1: few years. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, you're, right. better, you're absolutely right, though. better way to go in general, yeah. but you're outside of right. bombers. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, bet, I bet they do. I bet, they, I bet a lot of people do end up staying with uh, glass. Yeah, you're and, probably right. Because, again, there's. I'm sure there's steel that goes into the canning line as yeah. well. So, yeah, of course. So, you know, you're going to have <laughs> all that cost. So, yeah. yeah. Michael
0: Bless, who's the CEO of Century Aluminum, says the typical passenger car will only increase by $35. But apparently many of the automakers, uh, like, publicly laughed at that guy, saying that, um, because of the cost, the the thing he's not accounting for is the cost of finding new suppliers, and you can't just swap out, you know, Canadian metal for our domestic metal because apparently they don't always play nicely. Yeah, there there weren't a lot of details on that in the Washington Compost article, but
1: I don't really know that much about metals and how this they is interact. Not the metal, this is not the metal cast,
0: <laughs> so I don't entirely know. But that's not what, yet. No, they 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 issued a hearty guffaw towards michael Bless's face
1: hopefully that'll join the breakout media network at some point
0: <laughs> the, <metal laughs> the cast. cast yeah hopefully yeah. um and on top of that it's going to probably going to put a lot of domestic uh, aluminum steel suppliers out of business because they can no longer afford to run their business because nobody's buying their stuff right so yeah way to go so it's gonna be great you might get some uh increased employment on one side and lose it on the other it may just be a wash Yep, and probably worse so uh after this we're gonna talk about the effect of legalized marijuana on the beer industry Hey Dustin. What's going on Mark?
1: Hey have you ever wanted
0: a movie pass like app for beer? I've always wanted that actually. I know it's something we've talked about
1: since we were children, and finally we have it through Pinehub. We were really ahead of the game by talking about apps as children.
0: <laughs> we were, yes, technology uh, prophets. Young, we, we grew up in the stone
1: age. But <laughs> we did. We knew about apps and we knew they were coming. And we, and we weren't just talking appetizers. That's true. Hey, we like to call them apps. We were, we were talking appetizers, but we, were, not but just we appetizers. were. We have the we had the apps
0: and apps show back in the day. That's right. On our local <laughs> apps and apps, yeah, exactly. <laughs> apps and apps. You should see the artwork for the local shows. It was it was great. great. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was back on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on KTAB we had, our, uh, we had a late night show On KTAB yeah. App Snaps Where we would eat appetizers And talk about apps In the future Yes Bob Bartlett would introduce us That's right Nobody, Nobody knows Nobody knows what I'm talking very about l- Very narrow casting right there <laughs> right. But no Today we're talking about uh, Pine Hub Which is essentially Movie pass for uh, Craft beer So it's an app that you download And you pay If you use the code Brewbloods That'll get you uh, It's not yours. an app that you upload It's not
1: Or just experience online You do download it
0: If you use a promo code Brewbloods You get your first month For one dollar But with that allows you to do is go to many locations in the DFW area, and they are expanding to other cities soon,
1: but... You know, I was surprised, uh, even as someone who is talking about Pine Hub and using Pine Hub right now, going into it, I was kind of surprised how many facilities they actually had on there. I was too. I thought I thought it'd be kind of limited. You know, they're they're kind of expanding, they're kind of new, I yeah. thought it'd just be a few, but they actually have a pretty good selection on there.
0: They do, and right around the corner from us here at the uh, Bird Bloods Tower, we've got Oak Highlands Brewery, one of our favorites.
1: Yes, Oak Highlands Greatness. We were at Lakewood not that long ago. Oak Islands, yes, right by it if you go to Lakewood or Oak Islands you should go to the other one
0: you should and you should also check out our interview with the Oak Islands guys Absolutely. Uh, a few episodes ago yeah go to uh, Oak Islands and you pull up the menu on the Pine Hub app and you can see every one of the beers they offer for the Pine Hub subscription uh, my, in my case here it is the Freaky Deaky the 10% Belgian Triple is one of my favorites along with which I they don't have here but the white wine Freaky Deaky when I like to get my uh, wine headache going when you're, when you're Get your real freak going. <laughs> yeah, when I get to get really freaky, get my white wine spritzer uh, Samantha mood going. Uh, nobody knows what that means. Also, neurocasting. But uh, anyways, uh, that was
1: yeah. I tend to go for their derelict IPA as well. So that's going to be one of their common, their commonly available uh, beers. Yes, you could also get the All Good. You could get the Charity,
0: which is an Alt-Style Ale, the DF-Dub, Dunkelweizen, which is their original beer, the uh, and the uh, Golden Mustache, the Dorkmunder. Just head over to Oak Highlands, show them the Pine Hub app once you have signed up for Pine Hub, and uh, select your beer, and you're on your way to a nice, delicious beer. Yes,
1: yeah, select your beer, show your server, let them acknowledge the fact that you selected that beer, then you'll be served a beer, and you'll be happy.
0: So Pine up can be used at participating breweries, restaurants, and breweries in DFW. But like I said, new cities are coming soon. Get your first beer on the house every single day. You can download the app in the Apple App Store or Google Play. And when you sign up, use the promo code BrewBloods to get your first month for $1. That's BrewBloods, one word. That's a
1: steal. Hey, guys,
0: it's Nate. Maybe you remember me from my old podcast, The Hobo Shack. I'm back. I've got a new show. It's called The Cult of Personality, and it's on Radio Diabolus. Every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be playing music, doing some interviews, and some other random b****. If you missed The Hobo Shack, this is the next best thing. Come listen on Radio Diabolus. That's radio-diabolus.eu. You can follow the show on Facebook at Cult of Personality. That's K-V-L-T of Personality. Or you can shoot me an email at cultofpersonality at gmail.com. Come spend your Friday nights with me on Radio Diabolus in the Cult of Personality. I'm back. I hope you guys are too. As We've been predicting something for a few years now ever since we started the show that as the with the advent of the legalization of marijuana that it would probably hurt not just craft beer but beer and sales then the fact they're whole. actually
1: rolling it out they invented yes. it a while ago they decided yeah. not to use it and then they actually decided to start rolling it out and you are marijuana mark so i, I am marijuana mark yes, yes at marijuana mark on all the socials <laughs> right every social you can find but yeah we've talked about the fact that they kind of have a similar profile, especially if you like like a dank IPA. Yeah, you know, it's got a similar profile. To a lot of a lot of different strings of marijuana, and I think also people like the idea of having marijuana and not having so much, you know, so many calories. Maybe mm-hmm. it has a different effect on you. And you know? Yeah, just the ingestion of marijuana is not, but it may lead yes, to the consumption does. of calories. It definitely can. Yes, that's true. If you control that, yes, you know, they if call have, that the munchies, Mark. Oh, that's FYI. Well, as munchy, Mark, that's I know why, that's true. I fully explore the <laughs> side effects
0: of marijuana with the Munchy Mark cast. That's your other social. That's my other show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my
1: other social, at Munchy Mark.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So many socials. I can't keep up. Uh, so I just go to the So many, so many the shows. Mark. So many socials, yeah. yes.
0: Uh, so Molson Coors, they announced, and uh, not just them, but uh, Boston Beer in their, one of their annual reports, um, they announced that they consider basically cannabis to be a – or cannabis legalization to be a – Threat to their business, as they said, a risk factor to their business. Saying that they plan to increase monitoring of legal cannabis sales. I don't know what that means. They're going to establish like a central watch center, <laughs> a
1: command center, yeah, the, that notes it,
0: where legislation uh, is, and establish a task force to just like <laughs> stare at people as they're smoking the weed.
1: I don't know what that means exactly, but um, well, you know, Boston Beer should be pretty familiar with this pretty quickly, considering Massachusetts did legalize it. Yeah, so that'll be kind of an interesting case study. And then I wonder. If that monitoring also means that Molson Coors, with their massive amounts of assets, are they going to be lobbying against legalization, I wonder? That's exactly what I think is going to happen. Yeah.
0: Is they're going to fire up some lobbyists in the states that have not legalized or to petition the federal government, especially with old Jeff Sessingen's heart who considers yeah. you know marijuana to be the evil of evils oh, in this country, that I fully anticipate they will be lobbying the industry to shut down. And not only that,
1: but... Send law enforcement after legal dispensaries. And Jeff Sessions has already kind of been okay with doing that. Yeah. That, that, that ball is already kind of rolling. Yes. So. You know, the other funny thing to me, though, about this is I don't know that... I'm not, I'm not saying nobody that drinks Molson Coors likes marijuana, but I feel like that's probably less threatened yeah. than, than uh, like, craft beer. I, I think agree. craft beer has hoppier, more more flavors and, and everything that comes with craft beer. I think that, you know, a Coors is drank by... You know, every Joe six-pack anywhere that probably yeah. thinks weed is of the devil also, just sure. like Jeff Sessions. It is the devil's lettuce. So I, I don't know. I, I just wonder how much that's going to be affected.
0: I don't know. I I mean, clearly they see it as a threat to their business. Right. But I agree. I, I think, especially with the uh, increasing... Price of craft beer. I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, as I'm monitoring all my social channels, yeah. uh, bitching about the price of craft beer. And I can see it as marijuana prices come down conversely. And uh, you know, we see with the uh, hipster millennials, they don't want to consume. They're they're not drinking as much anyways, right? Because of the increasing prices that they would lean towards weed. And um, I fully understand that.
1: Yeah, I th- I think craft beer does need to get their costs under control. It is getting a little bit ridiculous. I mean, you know, if you're gonna pay. $3 for Budweiser, and then you're going to pay $6 for a craft beer, and then maybe like $8 for a specialty craft beer. I yeah. understand that, but we're talking about like, you know, we'll go to some local areas, some local pubs, and they'll have, you know, 5-ounce pours for $11 or yeah. something, and that's getting a little bit ridiculous. I yep. mean, that's that's not, nothing's, it's good, and it has a high ABV, so I guess it affects you more if that's what you're looking for, but at the same time, that's not really value for your money at some point. Yes, diminishing returns yes exactly
0: yeah I, i agree completely so We'll see what happens if they establish their Molson Coors Boston Beer Task
1: Force. <laughs> the MCBB. They're going to have like a Dark night uh, style monitoring system yeah. going on, just paying attention to anybody talking yep. about weed. The MCBBTF. <laughs> right. It's going to be a really long acronym on the back of their jacket. It is. It's very, very odd and probably going to take up the entire back. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to have like a hyphen or something. Exactly. Uh, so McKellar,
0: um, out of Europe, they have announced that they're releasing their own yeast strain that's called, if I pronounce it, I'm probably gonna not going to pronounce this right at all, but it's called Michael Michaelenesis. M- Michael Michaelenesis looks kind of like that. Mi- Mickellenesis looks like mi- Mickellenesis. Mickellenesis. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be called. It's going to going to first be used in a non-alcoholic beer that they're releasing called Henry and the Science. And Henry and the Science is also the the first of a new style that they have established that is called a Flemish Primitive. Interesting.
1: And what the, if they're gonna do an alcoholic version of that? Well, I, I
0: think, yeah, the, the point of this yeast strain apparently is it puts out low alcohol. So it's meant for low low alcohol Session-y type beers. Yeah. And it's meant to – it's going to be a light beer, and it's meant to uh, basically show off how microorganisms affect the brewing process. So basically all the adjuncts and stuff that brewers use for this style are supposed to be really neutral and a, using a neutral Pilsner malt. So they, they want you to see how um, ye- the yeast really affects the beer itself. Right. So you can expect, if we see any more of these beers, if it's a success, you can expect them to be anywhere from fruity to funky and uh, may have lactic or acetic acidity, which might give you the impression of drinking, they said, quote, a marriage between beer and lemonade. And they will be low in alcohol, pleasant, and easily drinkable for the general consumer public.
1: And we've talked about this before, too. The problem with low ABV or non-alcoholic beers, uh, especially non-alcoholic beers, low ABV less so, is just the fact they have no flavor, really. They taste like water. They taste yeah. like a garbage version of a garbage beer. It's yep. like a crappy Budweiser. Yep. And so, if they actually make those flavorful, uh, especially the low ABV, would be great. But I mean, even the non-alcoholic ones would be nice for people that like the beer flavor that can't have any alcohol. Yeah. You know, I like that trend. You know, things like Nanny State and some other things have come out and actually trying to expand that a little bit. And not realizing that, kind of like we said before, if millennials are drinking less too, if you want to have a new. A new generation kind of embrace your style and have you know less alcohol effect. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a good thing.
0: I agree. I agree completely. So we'll see. What, we'll see if we actually get that here in the states. We'll continue I, to
1: monitor that. We will. monitor that uh, Molson Coors, Boston yes. Beer <laughs> surveillance. <laughs> we're style. going to also
0: join the uh, MCBBTF, <laughs> except we're going to form a sub-agency called the MCBB BBTF, right? Which of course the latter set of BB means Brew Bloods uh, for the, those who are not in there. That's what I figured. So for if you guys, you know the if you don't really understand, it would be the Molson Coors Boston Beer Brew Bloods Task Force, right? An even longer jacket. <laughs> and we only monitor
1: this one specific yeah. thing. Just
0: <laughs> just one <laughs> this one specific beer called Henry and the Science, right? And maybe occasionally we'll dip our toes into the the Mikkelsenesis yeast strain. Yeah, see what they're doing with that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. So once again, we have to open the doors to our health corner. Because as we have to have a health story about the positive and or negative effects of alcohol on you every single week. Right, exactly. Let's uh, start start up the uh, <laughs> the health podcast.
1: They, they tend to be positive, and that's they the ones be- we've uh, tended to focus on, but this one doesn't appear to be positive. Uh,
0: no, so a study came out this past week. This is called a retrospective cohort study. I don't know what cohort means, but uh, <laughs> they based French doctors, and what do the French know? They're yeah. just French uh, they don't they only all, know about wine at anyway? all? They smoke a lot and eat uh, cheese. They it's like a, a group
1: of mimes doing medical research. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so these French doctors examined data from thirty-one million subjects from the French National Hospital Discharge Database, which is my favorite database.
1: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> always, <laughs> I'm always trying to hack into that and see what's going on. Hey, as part of
0: the as part of the uh, MCBBBBTF, <laughs> yeah. we're always on the lookout for that. Yeah, you gotta
1: you gotta hack into the FNHD as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, so they basically analyzed the data from this database, and they found a strong correlation between alcohol abuse and all types of dementia, even after they controlled for compounding risk factors. So what they consider alcohol abuse, according at least according to the World Health Organization, is that heavy drinking is more than 60 grams of pure alcohol a day for men and 40 grams for women, which amounts to 4 to 5, 5% five beers for men and 3 for women. And we've talked about this before, but yeah. – no surprise, abu- abusing anything uh, has negative side effects.
1: That's true. Yeah, abusing, like you said, anything. Yeah. People that abuse food, people yes. that abuse drugs, people that abuse alcohol. Yeah, yeah. abusing four to five a day, you, you got some issues going yes. on. If you're drinking that much, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're doing that seven days a week, yeah, you probably need to seek out. Yeah, uh, if not Rachel Hart from our interview several <laughs> episodes ago, That's true. You should seek out uh, an abstinence program. Absolutely, not sexual abstinence. Though you may want to do that. Too. <laughs>
1: Yeah. An alcohol abstinence program.
0: That, that's a whole other. That's a whole issue. Look, you got sexual issues. This is not the cast for that. You I don't to, think
1: we would help you much at all yeah. with that, actually. But you know, I've also read recently that binge drinking is obviously bad for you. But on top of that. They say the problem is, just like this article said, it's the people that never give it a break. Even if you somebody does drink six or seven drinks and they do that a couple times a week, they're going to be much better off if they take a few days to let everything reset. It's the people that just constantly, like the constant string of alcohol is actually a little bit worse for you than even binge drinking on occasion. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't see how you can function that way a lot of people do
0: hey i have a stepfather that uh he was an electrician that did that for 20 30 years you know he would uh consume a handle of jack and a 12 pack of bud every day
1: well wow. yeah
0: every single day and then pass out just about every night
1: that sounds like a winning combo you no know, he was great <laughs> just a, a stellar father figure well let's hear about that in step cast <laughs> later on
0: Thanks for listening to yet another episode of BrewBloods. If you're not subscribed to the show, you should be. It's absolutely free, and you can subscribe anywhere fine podcasts can be found. Through Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, or any podcast app out there. Above all, please tell a friend about us. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us as at BrewBloods on all the social networks, or email us at BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. That's BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. So for everyone here at BrewBloods, this is Mark saying, Proof. (laughs) AHHHHH <laughs>